millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> do you have a Boston accent or no? No. I thought to introduce you to the story, it would be kind of fun to do a little acting. Yeah. So while you were putting the baby to bed, I just went back and video recorded them and then screenshotted the video. So you didn't watch Bad Vegan, right? Uh-uh. No, but you have been conned. That is correct. So we're going to talk all about it. So I figured the way to introduce you to the story might be just like a little role play. I do a Boston accent. Maybe I can do it. What does it sound like? Well, no, it's just like, do you want to play Anthony or Sarma? I don't give a shit. You tell me, director. Show me what a Boston accent is like. Boston is just like the R's are so like ka. Like instead of car, it's ka. In the cat. In the cat. So like, read like, read the first line to me in the Boston I told you the other day before I left. Before? Like that? Yeah, like they sound a little bit like, yeah, Elmer Fudd. knocked down, you kept getting Like Elmer Fudd, Elmer Fudd, but Irish Mafia is like sort of the accent. You get knocked down, you keep getting up. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's pretty good. I'm up. You be Anthony then. I you... thought they were both from Boston. Talking right. So he's from Brockton. She's from Newton. Big difference. Patterson versus Montclair. If anybody's Jersey, it's like San Miguel and Zona Sur. Anyone Bolivia? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Say it again. If you're listening from Bolivia, we're, we're actually expanding our reach tonight. So yeah, yeah. If you're from San Sur, <laughs> y el alto. El alto. Okay, so do you want to play Anthony or do you want to play Sarma? Okay, cool. I'll take Anthony, yeah. Okay, okay. So this is a scene from the Netflix series Bad Vegan. It's from episode two, season one and only. And this is a scene where Anthony and Sarma are talking about financial matters. In five, four, three, two, one, action. I told you the other day before I left, you get knocked down, you keep getting up. I'm up. I'm taking care of my stuff. But you're not listening. So I'm just supposed to do whatever you say and listen to your instructions and... Yes. And take all my money and and be a fucking asshole. You're supposed to trust me. You lie to me over and over again. What changed? You've never cared about the money in the past. Yo, you're killing it right now, dude. Okay, 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 okay. Let's do it again. I loved it. Okay, sorry. Go back to what changed? Yeah, yeah. What changed? You never cared about the money in the past. We got over that hurdle. Who gives a fuck? I tell you to send the wire. You send the wire. That's it. If asked tomorrow to send the wire, are you gonna do it? Why? It's a direct question. Tomorrow's a new day. If I've been rude or something, and you're upset with me, you know, maybe I handle it too much like a soldier and a general or something. I'll apologize. I'm not fucking sending you money so you can do whatever the fuck you want to do with it. I don't do anything with it. I just get shells. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> wait, no, no, no. Yo. Like, shells for what, dude? Five like, kinds of shells, dude. 
<laughs> the guy's just going to Ikea every I know, I know, I know. I'm not fucking you sending you money so you can do whatever the fuck you want to do with it. I don't do anything with it. It just gets shelved. Then where's the shelf? We've had this talk. Right, like every other talk. Yeah, your money, your fucking million dollars. Oh, that's a lot of fucking money. Your fucking Jeffrey debt can be bought in five fucking minutes. Didn't do it. He will. Good, didn't tell him to do it. You don't want that. What happened to you? You're fucking falling apart. You're fucking coming unglued. Who's coming unglued? Making all these fucking threats, telling me this and that. That you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that. Who's threatening who? Listen, Sama, I love you. I'm not threatening you. End scene. Desi, first of all, brava. Thank you. Oh, no, I, awesome. I fucking loved it. I thought that was really good work on your part. Who's the guy that plays in Ted? Remember Ted, the movie? Seth MacFarlane. No, 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 no. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. My bad, my bad, my bad. No, you were right. I was wrong. But yeah, okay, so you're basically doing, yeah, it's like Mark Wahlberg. Okay, so, so Bad Vegan is the documentary about this woman Sarma Melangalis, who actually was ahead of her time, she opened the first vegan hotspot in Manhattan. It was called Pure Food and Wine. All the celebrities went there all the time. People are literally quoted like, vegan food can be good. Sarma's the only raw chef. Like, Sarma's the raw, real deal. You know what I mean? Like, she was a girl from Newton. If you're not familiar with the area, again, it's like Montclair. Just getting inside joke. But it's like, you know, it's a it's an upscale community right outside the city. And she first went to, actually, surprisingly, she went to UPenn and studied at Wharton Business School, which is one of the best business schools in the country. Then she was like, I don't know, do I want to keep working at Bear Stearns? You know, she was just like one of those grads, like, fuck it, I'm just going to just be a banker. And then she was like, this sucks. So she followed her passion to culinary school. Where's she from? Newton. Bro, you have not been listening to the podcast so far. That's all I fucking said. Greetings, Trashlings. Welcome to Space Trash Podcast, Lifestyles of the Rich and Uranus. I am Sarah Armour, a.k.a. Sarah Starmore, and I am hijacking the pod. Molly has been in Miami doing tequila shots for breakfast. You heard last week's episode with Chloe LeBranch. Yeah, I did accidentally cut out an entire chunk of the beginning, but when I upload this today, it's going to refresh. You're going to want to go back and listen to the first part of last week's episode because I'm not sure that it actually aggregated to all of your rss feeds and if it didn't sos please because it was good okay but now part two it was all supposed to happen at the same time but then mishmash things get scheduled at different times some people are available at night some are during the day so i cut it in two so remember on the last pod i kept saying to chloe we're going to talk about con artists later because i thought desi was going to join us but then chloe had to take her nap as you know and desi ultimately has a, a baby so it's really like he is in charge and that's great babies first But now, here we are, part two of last week's episode, which is actually also part two of the Space Trash Podcast, (laughs) Department of Criminal Astrology. You see us every Sunday or Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday on Psycho Sunday. Unknown time, undisclosed location. Right, right. So you kind of have to just like follow us, which is, (laughs) anyway, all this to say, welcome guest to the pod, Desi Handel. Yeah. How do you want me to introduce you, Desi? Like, what's your title? Resident Psycho, I think. (laughs) Well. (laughs) <laughs> it depends. Sometimes I'm Psycho Sarah. Sometimes you're BP Desi. But also sometimes you're PH Desi. That's right. 
I will say, I've been being PhD Desi more. Having astute points. I am astute. I am turned <laughs> on, tuned in. You're astute. And ready to go. I put the ass in astute. Okay. How did you beat me to the edge? How did you beat me? Except that astute, I don't. Does it have two S's or one S? Yo, yo, yo. Move on, move on. <laughs> astute and cute okay cool i'll take you astute and cute i'm just astute now here and actually you want to talk about psycho sunday merch astute and cute and tootin <laughs> that's right that is right my ex-husband calls me desi dukes some somewhere along like along the line no somewhere along the line he decided to make up a rumor that i take fat shit so he started calling me Desi Dukes and I would call him Gasty Nukes and we, we were Nuke and Duke because he just farts all the time. But it's not true. I don't necessarily always take fat shits, but that's okay. Like, I don't care if people think I take humongous poops, you know? It's not like a big, like, marker on my identity. Like, they can think whatever they want. I'm just taking a beat because I'm personally triggered. Um... <laughs> you take giant shits, bro. <laughs> I just feel oh, like I, I, I don't know if you're attacking me with that statement, but <laughs> out there is gonna be like, oh, these two they need to go to refining school. No, we're actually doing it like it is. <laughs> Desi's ashamed of having her big ass dookies and I'm not. <laughs> this weekend we all literally had nothing to do except for Molly, who had like a batch party to go to in Miami. Also, side note, Mal, if you're listening to your own pod that you're not on tonight, boop boop, you looked fucking amazing how good did molly look let me tell you something you're a true entertainer because i literally pulled out my phone to see if i could potentially find the story of your makeup job in the highlights because you're an entertainer and you know what sells i pulled out my phone and went into your profile as if that were an episode (laughs) and literally pull it up and show my cousin dude no no no. oh oh, not even right now you're saying you're saying earlier Today, when, when you showed your cousin Molly's bad makeup, it was I, so bad. I, I, I watched the fucking story and I was like, this can't be like, it was just like hilarious. I couldn't, it was so funny. It was like when people, you know, there's people on YouTube that go, the, the, the episode is called, I went to the worst makeup artist on Yelp. And this is what happened. It was like exactly like an episode of one of those. So I wanted to show my cousin. I was like, this shit is so funny. You're never going to believe this. <laughs> makeup artist. We're working on her brand. We're working on her makeup line, dude. Also, side note, if anybody needs copywriting or any kind of digital support, Desi, she's that witch. Anyway, keep going. I'm the word witch, baby. Whoop. Whoop. So, Molly, I congratulate you on your... Um, discernment in the way that you entertain the masses you know what you're doing no i thought i thought i thought if anything it was a poor man's your halloween costume mall so this year for halloween uh she was baby from dirty dancing and she sort of had that like coral lipstick curl hair look but actually in this case her makeup was you know who they made her look like they tried to make her look like who was it in something about mary the old lady that lived across the street that would tan all day yeah, all right. No, I don't know. Elda or something. Velma. No, she literally looked. They they tried to cake on makeup, like so much tan to the point that she looked seventy five, and then they put like white raccoon eyes around, and then they curled her hair as if she had just had sex. I literally saw the picture. I said, Molly, this looks like you. This is like fucking hair. She's like, No, I know. I'm like, this looks like you literally just got like ravaged. And she's like, No, I literally walked out of the salon two seconds ago. I. <laughs> Oh, and and then really? the lipstick color was so funny. And then the funny, what's funniest about Molly though? Kudos to you, Molly. I hope you like your own pod tonight. What's funniest about Molly is that she knew to save the best detail for the last minute, which was that the wedding that she was attending was actually like a costume wedding. 
mm-hmm. and it was it was 1920s themed. So this woman, for the record, Molly actually fixed it and looked stunning. That's what I was gonna say Ugh. the absolute what? punchline with like a reverse punchline because it's actually like a celebratory, you know, occasion. The reverse punchline here was that she was like, fixed it, and it was like, whoa, what? You paid somebody to wreck you just so you could trick us, like. You know, okay, isn't that what the podcast today is about, yeah, though? Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's optical illusion. I just thought it was funny because it's like, well, if this is 1920s and they're letting your hair be out like this with curls, but then matted down in the back. It's obviously she made you like the slut of the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The what? harlot, right? She was like, great, I get to choose the character. <laughs> I choose if anything, be more specific next. A little bit more Daisy Buchanan, a little, yeah, right? little bit less Zelda Fitzgerald. But like in the library most of the time, kind of twenties, you know what right. I mean? Pin up twenties, library twenties, not like literally just drop back off on the corner twenties. But okay. <laughs> We're here today to talk about the Netflix phenom, the show that we all watched this weekend, Bad Vegan. This is a. When you say we all, are you talking about you and your audience? Because they know I did not watch this shit. Well, they don't know. I don't know if do we tell them yet. Yeah, Desi didn't watch, but she was conned. So I was just going to give her like a sum up of what it was. And then we're just going to talk about the psychology of what it's actually like to be on the other side of the cult of one. Because we all are in in certain ways, but she was actually specifically like, she's still paying it back. LOL, like add a lot of money, the credit cards in her name. (laughs) But we're going to talk about (laughs) uh, the art of the con. Indeed. Indeed. Mentality. Indeed. When I polled my audience, I said, are we all watching this train wreck right now? I have never had more interaction in my story, aside from maybe the one butt pick I did on my anti-capitalist rant. (laughs) Okay. Everybody's like, yes, yes, watching. Yes, the journey. Yes, cannot believe this tale. Yes. So everybody watched. So I thought, God damn it. I've got to deliver to the people some, some astro context slash information from... Uh, me and another psycho you know and love who's been conned herself Desiree Handel. So Bad Vegan is the story of Sarma Melangalis. She was the first vegan food restaurant tour that really made a splash in New York City. Celebrity studded restaurant. In fact, I will fast forward a little bit, but part of the story hinges on our boy Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin was a regular a patron of the restaurant. He hit on Sarma a number of times, but she was a little bit uncomfortable. She was actually with this other restaurateur at the time. He actually was hot. Okay, he looked like the fucking, the drummer in that thing you do. And he could get it, but they broke up. But but she wasn't ready for a relationship, but she was just like, you should get a dog. You should get a dog. And he would always come into the restaurant and he would always tweet her and she'd be like, you should get a dog. Eventually, one day, she tweeted back at Alec Baldwin a dog he should get. She fell in love with the dog, went and got the dog. And I say this only because Leon, the dog, huge part of the story. So Leon becomes her dog. Then Ilaria, one day, another Newton girl, is in the restaurant pretending to be Spanish meets Alec Baldwin, they fall in oh love, then she God. and her boyfriend break up, so now she's single, so she's a little bit like, damn, did I blow it with Alec Baldwin, you know? Now maybe she's like, okay, what's worse, Rikers or my husband just shooting a nice DP, not sure, might have to cut that, but anyway, the bottom line is she thought she blew it with Baldwin, but then on Twitter, she noticed that there was this guy, Shane Fox, sexy-ass little tiny circle pic, mm-hmm. and he was kind of like, joking with Alec Baldwin all the time on Twitter and for whatever reason Baldwin was like 
they just they were like volleying jokes on Twitter. So she kind of like trusted this dude. He reached out to her as a friend of Alec Baldwin because they were, you know, I mean, honestly, I really only interact with you on social media if at least I have a reason to. Do you know what I mean? Like, so she thought this guy was vetted by Baldwin. Okay, that makes sense. They basically fall in love before they ever meet, tales all the time, and when she meets him, first and foremost, she notices that actually he's morbidly obese. Whoa. Well, he actually gets fatter throughout the four episodes, but he, he was he was definitely like officially um in his picture he looked like uh like who am I trying like what's like a hot army? I mean, are we back to Matt Damon? Like he, he was sort of like sunglasses chiseled jaw like skinny guy hot guy millionaire friends with baldwin he shows up he calls his weight his meat suit which actually also becomes a part of the story and she basically hold on a minute is this the same the same face though only he's gotten fatter or it's a completely different person absolutely his face but it's sort of like you know for jewish men a lot of times the bar mitzvah is sort of the peak oh fuck he took that picture 19 years ago Right. No. So he's not Jewish. I'm not saying he's. De- I want to say he's not Jewish. He's not Jewish. Actually, they go into it. His father is a Boston corrupt cop. The worst of the worst. Departed. Departed vibes, but not yeah. that cool. Yeah. Like unsuccessful. Departed. The guy who ends up getting shot because he's departing. Right. So it's like basically you're not Nicholson, and so you're just a fucking asshole. Okay. So anyway, that's his dad. But so he shows up. He's like a little bit fatter than like they imagined. And he starts, like, just wooing her, Who's right? Okay. Her and who else? The dog? Well, so it's, it's she and the dog. She's very connected to the dog. She breaks up with her boyfriend. She blows it with Alec Baldwin. She's lonelier than fucking ever. Outside, the business was going great. And she was on all the covers of these magazines. And she was just looking like hot shit in these two little weird pigtails that, like, how dare she, in a way? How dare you, adult restaurateur owen wilson's walking barefoot through her restaurant through the kitchen taking a shit on the floor they're like cool 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 cool. get page six in here with the shit right literally but then at home she's lonely she's lonely Mm -hmm. and she's just fucking humping this dog every night like it's her man it's not and then she meets shane fox on twitter through alec baldwin and it's like okay okay so for like a year they interacted they fell in love before they ever met she was telling everybody she met her soulmate yikes he arrived in new york to meet her he's fat she's like well you know i don't want to be superficial and he's telling her that he has an aunt that just died hold on babe so for a year they didn't facetime or anything like that i think it was like i gotta look back at the exact amount of time i mean like six months to a year but I, this was before then. This was before FaceTime existed. Oh, I see. This is like 2000. We should look at the timing, but it's like, this is like 2009. Okay. Okay. This okay. is pre-FaceTime. Right. So they were talking on the phone. They were tweeting. There were pictures on Facebook. Are you on Facebook? Like, this is before. This is when Twitter was the thing. TikTok, schmick It doesn't exist. Right. Okay. I understand. Right? So mm-hmm. there's no FaceTime. There's no FaceTime. There's no Zoom. Okay. So 
then he comes, he quickly wines and dines her, like, starts meeting with realtors to buy them, like, a giant, you know, townhouse somewhere. She's like, but this is $15 million. But there was a synchronicity because the realtor of the townhouse they loved also was Alec Baldwin's realtor, right? So this is sort of a story of spiritual abuse. He also tells her that the reason that she can't Google Shane Fox is because he was a part of the black ops and he was, like, an, an, a Navy guy, an Army guy. And he can't even he can't even disclose what he was doing because it was so confidential, right? So then they're buying apartments or they're looking at apartments, and he's like, "Look, I'll have somebody wire the money, but like, put it in your name. Put it in your name. Use your like." Because she built this whole business, she got a bunch of loans. This guy named Jeffrey gave her loans, as referenced in our scene from before. So she owed Jeffrey two million dollars, but she was running a very successful business, and he was like, "I'm richer than you, no worries." Kind of Anna Delvey style, where he's like, "It's just overseas," and he was showing her all these bank statements where his money was, and I have five million dollar condo in Italy, and I have got money coming in from the Swiss Alps, and I have you know, and I have this. These are my assets, right? So she's like, "Okay, he's legit. He's just fat now," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." After the black ops, you get fat. Then low key, uh-huh. oh yeah. Right. Is, that a, uh, is it a requirement? <laughs> well, and he starts to actually slowly disclose to her that he's a part of this, like, actual higher-level, super-evolved paranormal world where the family, they, the family, is watching his every single move and putting him through tests. And he actually passed through the tests and has now ascended to the higher dimension. And if she and her dog want to act, and she loves her dog more than anything, if she and her dog want to, and I think really more the dog than her, but if you want to actually be immortal like me, you have to pass a series of tests too. And as he was getting fatter and fatter and fatter, they were calling it his meat suit. And he was basically saying like one of the tests is can you love somebody who's like getting super fat? Mind you, she has like a vegan food business. She's a tiny little thing. In fact, his nickname to her was TBH, which is so funny that it's the initials of TBH, but it was tiny blonde human. And it was because he was actually not a human. He was an alien and he was part of the family, right? Okay. And all this information started coming out far into their relationship, right? Like at the beginning when they were like virtual friends, he was being actually cool, not weird at all. 100%. Like she was so blown away that someone was actually witty and going back and forth with Alec Baldwin on Twitter. Okay. Okay. So he was like funny enough. He was charming. He had a cute little profile pic. But then as they met, slowly but surely, he started to disclose this information. He's part of this cosmic entity that's bigger than humans. And he's black ops, so he's you know, really not able to disclose much about his history. And in fact, he introduces him via, he introduces her via email to his quote, IT guy, I guess, Will, who had to get all of her bank statement info, get all all of her banking info and um, like email info and all of her passwords because he had to quote, encrypt all of her data because now she was with such like a high up in the black ops, right? So she does. She's like, yeah, here's all my info, right? And then he starts demanding money from her. And he's like, hey, I can't get a hold of my funds. But like, if I don't get 10K, 5K, 14K, 2.5K, 100,000K, uh, LOL, that's redundant, but $100,000 to this guy, don't ask any questions. It's part of the test from the family. I'm going to get killed, right? Okay, that's a Tinder tinder swindler right style okay yep. hold on but i have a question really fast so the moment in the story that you're talking to me about right now these people are currently living together 
So he was kind of going back and forth. Then he moved into her apartment. But then they were looking for other apartments. She had her own apartment where she also ran the office part of her business where then he was living and was kind of like, I'm the head honcho now. And they were like, who is this guy? Right. Oh, okay. That's my question. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Are the people observing is what I'm saying. Yes, yes, yes. All of her staff. Because actually before he came into the picture for like nine years, her name's Sarma. They called her Sarma Mama or something. Sarmama. Sarmama. Because she was like the mother and she and her ex were in this restaurant together. Then he left and she was like, I can't do this alone. But she did for a while. But it was hard. It was lonely. And so, but she was the Sarmama. And like all the celebrities and her, they would party every night. They were best friends. So she was like, this was like a very tight knit community. So when this guy came into the picture, they were all like alarm bells up. This is crazy. But you know, this is what happens when you date this kind of person, which is like you slowly start to like, you know, one of the women said, one of the women said, like, oh, Sarma was always really good about, like, getting back to emails and texts, like, right away. And, like, slowly but surely, she was, like, harder to reach. And he started holding them up in different hotels instead of her apartment because he was, like, people are watching me, Sarma. You don't, people are watching me, Sama. You don't fucking get it. You don't fucking get it. And, like, they have all this audio. I, I literally screenshot it, and it's just black screens right now. It's so upsetting. But there's, like, him, it's, like, it's, like, you don't get it, Sarma. Slams fists. Like, we are being watched. And then he's like, the only thing you need to do is keep trusting me. And then this is where I was excited to discuss with you specifically because a lot of what he says is very, like, it's the same way I felt about the Fry Fest doc, which is, like, it was a little bit life coachy in nature, which is, like, look, you need to just trust and surrender completely. And if you stop caring about money, that's why, like, when I read you that, that was the, the scene we read, which, like, if I told you to burn all the money, or did we get to the burn all the money in the bank account mm-hmm. scene? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was the next one. We'll do that later. But, like, it's like he's basically saying like you caring about money is what's holding you back from from getting money and right. You, you right and so it's like if you can pass this test and not ask any questions then you will be made immortal and especially leon your dog will be made immortal and then okay. he was using this line with her which is like again triggered 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 because it's like so something i would say but he's like we have been soulmates in all the lifetimes. Leon was my dog in the past life. And like, we've come together. And this is where it's like, okay. Anthony, Sarah. Well, it's just like, look, I want to say to anybody that works with me, if you're, if we're doing archetypal astrology, okay. And you study it all day and night, it's a little different than this. Cause, cause eventually she finds out his name isn't even Shane Fox. What happened? He, he's an idiot. He didn't like cross all the T's and dot all that. So he's telling her all this shit about like how secret is life. And he's, he's making her set. He's, making her send huge wires to him to prove her loyalty and to pass these tests. And he's getting fatter and fatter. And he's like, but can you love me in this super fat meat suit, right? And she's like, I guess I can. I guess I can. I I loved him, right? Or whatever. They get married in Thompson Square Park. It's a little bit danky, but whatever. A little bit janky, but whatever. Then one day, because they were staying in hotels, the team was in the office and they get a call from somebody that says Anthony Stranges. And when they pick up the phone, it's Shane Fox. And they're like, well, this is Anthony Stranges. How oh Stranges. I love the name that it's actually. I know, I know, I know, I know. I was chuckling at that. So before I forget, I just want to ask a few questions. Mm-hmm. So Sarma is already a person who subscribes to a lot of the new age manifestation stuff. She already believes they touch on it in the doc, but it's like, you know, in the vegan world, like she does subscribe to like souls and to spiritual by proxy. Yeah. Spiritual by proxy and like open-minded would consider herself an open-minded person. So when he's talking about his extraterrestrial nature, 
does he talk to everybody about that or just her? And does he say, don't tell anybody? Well, he is that typical abuser who's sort of just like isolating her. So so there was one other guy that they brought into the fold, this guy Nazir Nazim Naz. And he would talk about it with him. One of the things he says is like there was always this like paranormal paranormal bend with him but I don't get the impression that this guy had a lot of friends right so like I think he was just saying it to her and his business partner that that they folded in Nazir we do meet his ex-wife which was a surprise in episode three at a certain point where he had also disclosed it to her but for the most part it doesn't seem like this guy's interacting with other human beings at all okay but so my my actual question is are there people in her life that are like Sarma what the fuck is wrong Everyone. with you Everyone. Oh, everybody's like, this is insane, bitch. Everyone is like, oh, shit. Insane. Everyone's like, this is insane. And everyone is like, so, so, so at one the point. The situation I was in. The situation right. I was in right. was everyone was in on it. Not well, in. Okay. We'll talk about it later. We're going to come back to that. But basically, yeah. the, the, I'm trying to sort of like sum this four, this four-parter up. Yeah, yeah. But Go basically, ahead. like, there was this guy, Will, she was interacting with, who was like the IT guy. Then he was sometimes Shane Fox, other times Anthony Strangest. They kind of flip back and forth on the name because really it's either or. They find out that Anthony Strangest actually is is a felon. He's been convicted of a few things. And then down the line, we find out he has an ex-wife. He said the exact same thing to her, which is like, you're my soulmate. I've known you in all the lifetimes, which is, again, triggered. If I've said that to you, it's because we have been connected in all the lifetimes. Okay. But, and I'm a professional, but he's a conner. So, but lol, this is what I want to talk about. I'm just giving you all the info. Okay. So, so his ex-wife, it was the same kind of thing where he was like, just saying like you're the one you're whatever and he he pretended that he had this wire coming from his aunt who died in italy so it was taking a long time but it was five million dollars they opened up checking accounts for her for him for the for the daughter's college education then she's pregnant she finally has the baby and he says to her i think i sent you the screenshots but he says to her do you know that actually you could put salt something like to the effect of like and i'll find it at the end we can read we can do this part but it's like you could put salt in a baby's formula and they would die without anybody being able to trace why and she's like she didn't break up with him because she was so in love with him she's like you don't understand when anthony gets you under his thumb it is like because here's the thing for a fat guy very cute face i'm looking at him right now and i beg to differ okay because you're only seeing those like hamburglar mug shots i bet well i see a few different photos Uh, listen to me look at the original shane fox cut jaw photo all right okay so but wait so did she talk about love bombing at all? Did he also do that? Of course. Oh, my God. No. Well, even in the conversation that we acted out so brilliantly before, by the end of it, he's like, I look, everything, everything is like, look, I love you. And it's like, look, you're the one that I've been with. All, I've searched my whole life for you. No. And like, you're the one that can, you've, you've, I, I want to get into the higher level of the families. It's almost like Mormon-ish where it's like the eternal cosmic family. But like, without my one, I can't get there. So you need to pass all these tests, which is to love me when I'm fat. He would like blindfold her and be like, get on your knees and suck my dick pic. And she would like i'm disgusted by you and he'd be like i'm so sorry i had to do that the family made me or whatever he said he had this brother that would pay for everything then she realizes way later in the doc that he's just obsessed with the movie thor which was like all about thor and his evil brother lol okay but by the end of it she's given him like two million dollars to which we really find out he's actually just he's just a slot machine guy 
loves going to the slot machine. Hold on a minute. He, this yeah. whole time, he's just been gambling away the dough? 100%. 100%. <laughs> but what was he telling her that it was for? I put it on the shelf. Does that mean I, I'm saving it for us, for our future? What does so that mean? As, so, so the documentary asks her all these questions, and she basically explains that, like, the more crazy that it got, the more that she would resist the the sort of voice inside her that was like, everyone's saying this is crazy and you feel massively uncomfortable. But but because it would be so humiliating at this point to have, like, the more she gave him, the more she didn't want to face the truth that, like, okay. she would oh, rather God, so believe that this was going somewhere, even if slowly but surely she knew that it wasn't but it was like because he had created this fantasy life where all of this like other dimensional shit like she thought the money was going you know that he was either saving it or putting it in the business or that it was going to the family in the cosmic heavens and they were gonna like make sure the dog lived forever wow 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 i don't know i i i forgot that people can't see my face right now but if you could it's contorted it, it my face basically just turned into a question mark it was like Right. It just, because truly, okay, this is really interesting because I truly beg to differ. This person is not handsome. The photo that you're referring to, and that that doesn't do it for me either. I will also say Neil was not a looker. I mean, he had a- Okay, okay, okay. So let's pause on Bad Vegan for a second. That's basically the summary. At the end of the day, she goes to Rikers. They both go to, they both go to prison. Hold on a minute. No, wait, I don't know. How, why? Why did she get arrested? What did she do? Okay, so basically at the end of the day, she- um, was giving him so much money that um, her business started to kind of be tight. And just in the nick of time, he gets like a message from the family, a test, where she has to go to Rome by herself. She doesn't know why. He just puts her on an airplane thinking he was going to go with her. He's like, bye. They, he, he sends her to Rome for an undisclosed amount of time, it was a one-way ticket. And he was basically like, this is the final test. You're going to meet the family there. And she's like, am I meeting your brother? Am I going to have, like, a spiritual experience at the Vatican? Like, what is it that I'm doing here? She did say that, like, you know, actually some of her best memories from the past few years were, like, her solo trip to Rome. Because at the time when it was like, okay, all I have to do is, like, remain faithful and stay calm. She could enjoy Rome. And fuck it. I just gave this guy my money. He's getting wires from her daily. I need this much. I need that much. Don't ask any questions. The family will know. Whatever. Right? And she's just like, Rawr. And she's kind of talking to this IT guy, Will, like, hey, man, this is so fucked up. And Will is speaking for the relationship going, look, I don't know. Shane hasn't said anything to me. But I know he loves you. He thinks of you like a sibling. He would never really fail you. But, like, this is what it takes to get into the family or whatever. Right? And so she's like, Rawr. But while she was away, that's okay. So I, we, we could take a quick break and I will screenshot the conversation. We could have the conversation, the speech that he gave to the staff. So basically he sent her to Rome to take over her business. And so he would go into the staff and he's like, Hey guys, I'm the big man in town now. And I'm going to be who you come to with all money things. If you have money problems, you let me know. If you need money, if, if there's not money from the restaurant because my wife's an idiot, I'll go to my bank account. I'll take it out. I'll pay you with it because that's how much I care about all of your happiness. If anybody dissents, they get fired. But that's because we're all about positive, loving environment, right? And so she's wow. in Rome. She has no idea about any of this. He's basically, because he now lives there in the office, taking over her business. But actually what he's doing is taking all of the money and going to fucking harass what is it, Haraz? <laughs> the okay. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harris. 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 He's going to Sarah's Harris Casino and sitting on slot machines doing three at a time. And 
it's fucking psychotic, right? So, so eventually, she can't make payroll, and he kept being like, "You need to, you need to make a hundred thousand dollars tonight, or else you can't pay your staff." So at first, she was like kind of on it, and she was asking friends for loans, well, like she because he money. spent all the money, right? But he was saying in a very life coach way again, why I was triggered. He was going like. Look, if you put your mind to it, like you could like manifest it tonight, and then she would, right? So she Whoa. would, she would just like get the money. But, okay, but us, so really fast, just for the sake of entertainment, ask friends. She's from a wealthy community. She People trust her. Friends. She has okay, a famous okay. business. She would just reach out and like be able to sort of like get herself because she was like slowly also being physically broken down, like getting thinner. She wasn't eating. She was depressed because she was just giving all of her power to this dude who was also just like happened. It just was a part of the doc. I'm not being a jerk. He was just getting fatter and fatter and fatter, LOL. And she's also, she's just a vegan. She's like a super healthy person. So they end up driving across country, escaping town. He tells her it's for her own protection because of all of the like fucking government shit he's involved with. And or now she owes people money, so they go on the lamb. It's not a Bonnie and Clyde thing. It's just like a oh no, I think somebody's brainwashed thing with this guy. And it's a miserable time. They end up in Vegas for way too long. She just stayed in her room and played Candy Crush all day, and he just spent all their money. Then she gets a call from New York. There's someone that's going to give her money, but it has to be in person. So they drive back to New York for one day. They drive cross country back to New York for her to just get money, and then they escape again because now. There's all these page six articles out like vegan celebrity chef has disappeared. She's MIA and there's people protesting outside her store, you know, or outside the restaurant, like raw food, raw deal. You know, what do we want? Wages. I'm thinking, what do we want? Raw sex. (laughs) (laughs) But, but so, so she's just running away. So they basically just run down to this place in Tennessee. That's nothing but a tourist trap. It's actually like, I mean, they say in the doc, it's like where they reached was the end of the road, which is a random tourist trap in the middle of Tennessee that is basically like Little Vegas. And so it's like, welcome to the Titanic. Oh welcome to King Kong land. Okay, yeah. Welcome to the old, you know, the real Cracker Barrel or whatever, right? So they're in a shitty motel, which I do think is significant for 40 days and 40 nights, which is the Venus cycle, which is the... You know, when you talk about the the Jews walk through the desert, 40 days and 40 nights is very significant in terms of people's transformation stories. They eventually got busted. You want to know why? Oh, I, this is going to be the stupidest fucking thing. This gonna, dumb motherfucker. In a bad mood, bro. <laughs> okay, okay, so, go. At this point, she has an alias too. Everybody's looking for her. So she's going by Emma, but she makes a friend at Chipotle. She's actually okay because she's like sort of at the end of the day a normal social person. She just got swept away in a very bad, bad relationship. And he is just gambling, you know, and, but, but he's a slob. They can't even stand each other anymore. They have two separate hotel rooms that, you know, and he's handling all the finances. So I'm you got to trust me. But then like a year has gone by. How much time? It's like, yeah, I have to look back. I think it's like a year and a half has gone by. The feds are looking for them. Everybody is searching for them because not only is it like, where are they, but they owe a lot of people, a lot of money. Right. Uh, upwards like like she now is in the bag for like six million dollars and it's just like she's like i i just lol but so oh oh and he starts conning her mom too he's sending her mom messages don't tell sarma that i'm reaching out to you because she would kill me but like we need 15 grand tonight or we're both gonna die right so the mom thinks that she's helping they're a newton family they have a little bit of money they're they're giving it all away right to, to them because they think it's for the business but it's not he's he's just a fucking psycho okay but so then I don't know what, he was drunk, he was high, he was just feeling a little bit too big for his britches. He orders a pizza from Domino's in his own name. And the police are like, oh, 
this is like the guy on the FBI most wanted list? And the irony that it's ah, vegan. Ah, and the pizza was not even vegan, bitch. It's not even vegan. What's really funny, too, is like they talk about it in that podcast essentially. It's like it was such a zero part of the story, but it's like that's like the big ah ha 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 ha. The media went crazy with the fact that it was a Domino's pizza and she was a vegan. But it's like ultimately this was everything. He just was an idiot. He should have paid cash and gone and picked it up. He was on the fucking lamb, but he just got too big for his britches and he ordered a little Domino's and instead of the pizza arriving, the cops did and they took them both in. He basically pled guilty, went to jail. She fought her case to say, like, look, I was brainwashed. Like, she has a, a well-to-do family enough that they could pay for lawyers. So then for a year, he was in jail. She was out of jail kind of pleading her case. Then they sent her to Rikers, but it was only for four months. But they still sent her there. And now she's out of Rikers. And she made this doc. And I will, I will say, most of the time when you see documentary production, no one gets paid. It's the only way to actually guarantee that it's completely unbiased. But in this case, she negotiated with Netflix you're going to pay me as much as all of the staff's wages that I actually didn't pay and ultimately got sued for. She stole from her staff. She stole from everybody. She took everybody. She took all the money and just let this dude do slot machines. Christ, wow. And so they all got paid back. And now she's repenting. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I might have to listen back. I might have to cut this whole thing. It might have, you might have to just watch it and talk about it because it might have been a too chaotic telling. I was trying to just get it out. But it's like, it's just this crazy story because it's like she seems like this very successful, norm, normal person. This guy's not even, not only is he not who he says he is, and she kind of knows, but he doesn't even look like his picture. He's draining her of money telling her there was one scene i think i sent it to you but there was one scene where she was asking him you know she starts to question him like hey look i did trust you i did want happily ever after but you know um when i send you 15k to save your life like who am i sending it to where is it going you know and he's like don't ask me any questions i can't tell you until she's wiring the money she's sending it to a guy named shane she's sending it to anthony strangers she's sending it to him so she already knows that this guy is anthony well, so that's the whole thing. From the very beginning, like early on, it was like, oh, you use a different name? Oh, you're a felon? Oh, you, you know, so that's where this okay. is the big question of like, how much did she know? How responsible is someone in this position? Because she was so beloved by the community. But then it's like, like, did she get brainwashed? Or is this like a case of self-sabotage? I do have both of their charts. I don't have birth time. So we can look at the charts a little just to sort of dissect it. But like, what do you think? And then, yeah, first of all, what do you think of this whole story? And then we can get into your tale. But, like, this is an interesting thing where it's like, and it's like, no, it wasn't a cult, but this is what they call the cult of one, where yeah. it's like one person really indoctrinates you. In- oh, 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 by the way, and it finds out that, turns out the IT guy who was, like, protecting, it was just him with another email address. So he was just reading all her emails and just manipulating her completely. Like, he's a dick. <laughs> like, the, like, Oh my God, what a fucking asshole. Wow. So she just kind of got like devoured by the wolves. Yeah. Yeah. And so the the general narrative is how much does she have to do with it? Yeah. That's the question. And end. like, is this document, I guess like, you well, know, what do you general- think? I mean, look, I think, I, think, I don't know. know. I think that it sounds like she was very privy to a lot of things right at the jump. That doesn't take away from the um, 
effects of persuasion that doesn't take away in fact if anything it makes him like even more of an evil genius you know what well, I mean? so that's the thing it's like it's like in the same way that people can be like hitler was hitler was a really good leader though <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, it's like right, yeah. it's like yeah. the greatest orator of all time i love that i i truly love that like you know um fucking being the, the mastermind be, uh, behind one of the biggest genocides in the history of the world gets canceled out because nobody was a great orator. You know what I mean? It's like, right. right. Is it, how are you? Okay. Those two things on a scale, it's like, uh, you know, a kilo and a gram, you dumb bitches. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Dude. Well, and what's interesting too, it does tie into the other documentary I was telling you about the, so Evan Rachel Woods, Evan Rachel Wood made a documentary basically naming Marilyn Manson as her abuser. And yeah. all of his ex-girlfriends came out and wives and whatever and all said the exact same fucking thing. And it's actually, I thought it was going to be super fucking heavy. It was deeply uplifted. I mean, it's heavy. But yeah. I fell in love with Evan Rachel Wood. But one of the things that like was a turning Here point for her. Right. Well, and she's incredible. This is like her work is to like she had to see this to do like it's it, i looked at their charts together too we can do that another time if anybody ever watches the doc i don't want to just keep telling the entire premise of these long ass shows people you guys are gonna stop listening but it's like she um says that like one of the things is like marilyn manson always was using like nazi paraphernalia like he was obsessed with hitler and he was always doing like nazi paraphernalia and like swastikas on everything his logo was m's that was a swastika Damn, and, and she thought that it was ironic at first and then when she realized like oh no like he's like literally full of hate it was like oh my it's like it's like one of those things where it's like yeah he's a good orator though it's like but also no he's he was like a modern day super responsible leader of a genocide yeah, right. No, but he could talk good, though. But he could right. talk good. <laughs> right. Literally, it's like, how bored are we, right? Uh, so, but, but and it's interesting, too, because then it also begs the question, like, with Hitler, I mean, I guess, I don't know why, how we're on Hitler. It's all, it always comes back to fucking Hitler, dude. I know, it always comes back. Dude, he, even, even in death, he, he rules the narrative. Well, let's move away from Hitler, because that's really far. Well, no, I think that the, the, the point is persuasion as a, you know, as persuasion as a meta point, you know what I mean? Is like there's so many variations of it, right? Well, and how many times, how many times have you started dating someone and they've like actually not been like Mister Mister Husband, like Mister Perfect, Mister Right, and you want them more? Fine. Well, I don't think you want them more, but you, but but it's okay. It's not a deal breaker, right? Or maybe yeah. No, I feel like there are red flags. I for me, I feel like I there have been like red flags where I I have had whether I want to admit it or not that sensation of like, am I not special? Is this not special? Am I just who's here right now because you're you're just do you know what I mean? Like like like, like yeah. I, I think for me, I want to feel like like either I can change them or like I'll be patient enough to like. Go, they're in a phase, and I don't see that as their personality. I see it as their trauma acting out, no, and I okay, so yeah, you know. But like Sarah, the thing that like you can't just distill a person into a fraction. So somebody who who has um, the wherewithal to know how to con, and maybe like you know the sociopathy enough to do it doesn't like I mean but I, I use the word sociopath lightly because what I'm trying to say is like it doesn't exclude them from maybe falling in love or maybe needing connection like, like there are genuine connections these two people had a connection bro yes yes oh absolutely they had a genuine relationship right. well that's what's so interesting they're both feeding and sell like I put loneliness as a selling point 
and you can smell the cell. I love to right. say that. You're exactly right. Right. And actually, at the, in the first episode, they, you'll be so proud if you ever do watch it. You'll be like, wow, I really like covered for the, That's why we actually are a production company. We got to get going. We, that's where LLC it as. Okay. Yeah. But, but you're so right that it's like, they even showed that like, like even Leon, like why did the dog mean so much to her? Because she was at a phase where in her professional life, everything looked great. But on the inside, she was dying. She was devastatingly lonely. That's exactly right. And cons are just sales. That's all it is. It's just very high level sales. First question. You're in this position. You meet a guy online. He's tweeting with Alec Baldwin. He's that dude. When you text, you feel like he's the one. Like you're waiting to meet him. It's like, oh my God, this could be the dude. He sends you his birth time. All right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right. So, so. But, but but that's what it is. But that's what it is, right? Where would you... Per- like, okay, so he comes there. He's fat. She's like, lol. Then he's like, I'm black ops. And she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then they find out it's not his name and that he's a felon. At what point are you personally no longer actually, like, interested in the genuine connection and the, like, okay, even if he says past life to everybody, it, it's genuine. That's, what, that's mm-hmm. me to me. But it's like, it's like, at what point are, is it like, okay... They're damaged versus like, oh, I'm getting hosed. Well, no, I mean, right, I'm getting hosed. So, like, no, those are not the only two points that you're you're completely forgetting that this whole thing was initiated from a deep need for connection. So, like, the the other op, the other option, like we were just saying, is well, oh, but wow. What? Side note, though, he she has a deep need for connection. He is after money specifically. And maybe connection. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I was saying. So like, because because when they bring his ex-wife into the fold and the story is identical. Yeah. Except that she wasn't as posh, so he couldn't take it as far. That's what I was but saying. he did so, try to kill their child legally. What the? F- oh, that's what he was talking about. The fucking sodium. Yes. Yeah, dude. You can you can OD a kid on sodium, dude. And then, but 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 here's the thing, right? He she was so in love with him that she didn't. She's like, I never left my child with him alone again. But she also didn't leave him. He left her one day, high and dry, randomly, and never just just never came back again. That was it. Yeah, right. So when I say like this whole thing is initiated from a deep place of connection, I actually just mean her. Because you were saying like, where do you make it? Where do you draw the difference between I understand your trauma and get the fuck out of here? You're just a piece of shit, right? Well, it's it's not those two things. In between that whole, so those are. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
actually what you just mentioned are two bookends, okay? And in between these two bookends is a whole story, lots of books, lots of different stories, okay? The two, so yeah, so then what's happening is that you're going through like so many series of things because you're in it, you're enthralled. There's these moments where you're like, this is it. This is the husband. This is the thing. You have to understand that like for somebody to be able to pull the wool over your eyes, yes, there has to be a vulnerability that they're exploiting, but there's also a willingness to get exploited, Sarah. She talks about how she she was getting red flags, but right, their connection was genuine. He did feel a certain need for her. And the more that she gave to him, even if it got crazier and crazier and the red flags were now like just red blood on her face. And no, you don't even know. So at one point they go to a hotel and he's like, look, I can't tell you anything unless we're in the box. And she's like, okay, literally though, what is the box? And he's like, okay, okay, hold on. I'm going to get us into the box. So they go to a, they go to some other hotel. They talk about the box. She's left alone for a long time. He goes to the bathroom. He's like, okay, now we're in the box. They, they can't hear us now. And then she's like, okay. So then he starts to explain to her some bullshit about where the money's going, which is like to the black ops or to people that are trying to kill him. They're diamond mining or whatever. Then she goes into the bathroom where he like discovered like how to, or, or not. She goes into the bathroom where he got into the box and there's just blood everywhere. And so yeah. it's like, so, but, 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 but it's the kind of thing where like it gets so dark and she says this in the doc. She's like, it was so like the more in I was, the more humiliating it would be to pull out because I was so in mm-hmm. and it is life coachy in a way where it's like, because, because. If there was a purpose to his trip to Rome other than for him to take over her company. Like, there is there is deep spiritual faith surrender work in the unknown. And going, okay, I'm going to give you... Like, like I feel like our life coaching program was literally like, look, it's 15 grand. Don't ask any questions. Give it to us. And we will yeah. give you the ride of your life. Isn't that exactly what life coaching school yeah. is? But, well, that's what ours was like. And then they're like, want to work for free? If you don't, <laughs> I guess stand. We understand. I mean, you're not committed enough to work for free. I guess we understand. It's- yeah, but then I feel guilty because aren't I the same? Isn't the Munuel the same? You're manipulative as fuck, bitch. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's okay. But that's what I'm saying. But, 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 but then it's like, no, I'm not manipulative. I mean, but it's different, Sarah. Well, but, 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 no, but here's the thing. Really that's where, but that's my interest in this story, which is that the line is thin. Even in the Anna Delvey story, did you watch that scene where she's like, Okay, you found my passport. I'm Russian. I have a completely different name. Who the fuck cares? There was a part of me that related to her where it's like, it's like, yes, number one is that shady as shit. A thousand percent. Would we rather just date people and be people who were just using our names because we didn't have any kind of long-standing criminal record or weren't hiding anything? For sure. Way better. But... It's about right. people meeting needs. And at, at, and at a certain point, as the quote-unquote victim, which she is, which we've all been, maybe, maybe not. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's not so much that the person who is doing the con is pulling you forward. It's that your own hopes are pulling you forward. Right. And a, Right, 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 right. And actually, to break up, aside from it being embarrassing and, like, just, like, acknowledging how much blind like willful ignorance you have maintained it's also just the death of the fantasy and do i think that she's guilty of uh fraud yes 
she make a choice affected other people in severely negative ways and it does seem like she's experiencing a large amount of remorse she's doing what she can to make it right she's also got a great story to tell and perhaps this is the thing she needed i mean it's interesting you should watch the talk but they also show her in like middle school she was like looking like fucking jack osborne with like a crew cut or not even she had like a white flat top with like dyed green hair like now she looks like blonde pigtails like mariana but like in high school she was like a fucking loser nobody liked her she was super goth she literally had a flat top that was green and they were like she's different so she has always felt a little bit uh, she has always felt a little bit like an other and and then she has this really famous restaurant she does it she fucking makes it but feels more alone than ever this is the ex matthew kenny yeah and he's hot he's extremely hot so looks like a guy from that thing you do Guys, that's actually a really important point. And then they had a bad breakup. The investor chose her because Matthew had a bad financial history. He was like sort of a like a chef renegade. And she actually interned for him because he was like the hot chef in town. But he was reckless with money. So when their breakup happened, they tried to do it together. Eventually, one of them had to leave. The investor was like, I believe Sarma. And then he believed Anthony. Mm-hmm. Oh, I found the picture of her you were referring to. Which right, one? Yeah. The green hair. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. No, she's beautiful. She's intelligent. She went to Wharton. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's Well, listen to me. The thing about, and one of the reasons why persuasion or cult mentality is so fascinating is because it pierces the, the sort of outer thresholds of like intelligence is sort of this outer thing, right? It pierces um, even discernment. It's a it's a thing that goes straight to the center, to the core. Whoa. I I had come to the conclusion after accomplishment coaching without doing research on cults. And then, you know, I found out later that I was correct, that the number one thing that you need uh, to create a cult is actually really easy. You just need to get people to think that the thing that they need can only come from you. Hmm. Whoa. I remember coming to that conclusion like super early. And then I've hmm. done like a lot of research on cults and MLMs and stuff like that. Really- Wait, that's actually, you're actually like fucking me up right now. No, but that's what it's up. So like, oh, I need to mute while I go. <laughs> but Sarah, so that's what it is. The bottom line is how do I get you to stick around? This is layers. So how do I get you to stick around? Well, one thing I could do is pay you, but wait a minute. I don't want to. So how do I get you to stick around and not pay you? Well, one thing I could do is force you. I don't want to do that either. So how do I get you to stick around without an incent- a, 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 a physical or financial incentive uh, at your own will, right? And by your own volition. How do I do that? Oh, shit. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you feel like the thing that you need the most can only come from me. I'm the only one that can give you this. And listen, you can go. You're not going to want to, though. You're really not going to want to fucking me up right now i had cracked the code when we did accomplishment coaching that's why i was like this is insane dude i was really i would push up against them so much because i was like this is crazy shit but i was down for it i brought okay but here's the other thing sarah like for me a lot of the situations that i talk about even like in my con situation i'm also like i characteristic of me 
one characteristic of me is that I also do crazy shit. I expose people to crazy shit. The reason I was so excited to talk about this with Desi is because when we met, we met in life coaching school, which I want to put a pin in. I believe that will be the next segment, but in a certain way, as she has alluded to, is a bit of a cult. So we did this life coaching program together. Then we're all living in D.C. She starts dating this guy. Seems like the best catch in town. And Loki was a gardener. I don't know. Did you think he seemed like I don't even know what word to you. But you did date somebody who I would say is a con artist, no? Um, tell the story. You tell it. I don't even want to mess it up. I don't want to mess it up. You tell us. Well, I don't know. Would you say he was the best catch in town? I don't. I wouldn't. He definitely seemed. No. Okay. Would I say he was the best catch in town? No. But he was like a blonde white guy kind of on the, claiming to be on the cutting edge of a lot of exciting shit. So it was like, okay, he's socially weird. He might not have a dick, but he could be inventing Bitcoin. That's my summation. I don't know. You, wait, you, wait, what's the name no, of the he, I'm trying to give you more credit. He wasn't the best catch in town, but he was a he was a normal guy. He was a guy. What's the name for the motherfuckers that have no dick? Unsullied? No, no. There's like a name for it. That's um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, no, no. Predator? No, no. Hold on. I'm Googling this. Hermaphrodite? No. Woman? Yes. No. Hold on. No, no woman. Yeah, I mean, yes. Eunuch, bro. They're called eunuchs. Eunuch. Eunuch. A castrated man. Anyway, listen. So. Okay, so I... what's your take? Because that was my. No, I didn't think he was the best catch, but I thought, okay, he's he's a, he's a tech guy. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. The difference between the situation with Sarma and my situation is that I was not the only one who got fooled, right? So in my situation, there's a couple very important points of persuasion. One of them is the individual himself, but the other is also like the herd mentality, right? So imagine actual cults, real cults, right? In this case, it was one woman who was getting um, manipulated and her her um, vulnerabilities were getting exploited. Got it. But in... A, in Well, but to be fair, she did... it. Like, he did... It trick a lot of people what do you tell anthony yeah like her mother was sending money he had a woman in florida with a baby that gave, you know he this was his mo so like so can you imagine just those two things independently are already enough to have somebody submit to a situation where they are being conned lied to and robbed right in front of their face okay so the the herd mentality work will create a situation where you lose complete logic and you and you but how much on. counts as herd mentality like five five people yeah the group okay let's change the word so that it's more so the verbiage is just more appropriate let's just call it group mentality so okay? you're saying when you started dating this guy everyone was like cool no i'm saying so many fucking people were giving him money everybody believed oh oh oh, oh yeah, yeah 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 he was like more like right well they were saying sarma's like the vegan birdie madoff it's like that was sort of like neil and also, so that's sort of the point I'm trying to make. So imagine. Right. If everybody's, just, well, that's the whole point. That's why the economy's actually low key. So flimsy because it's all just like follower. Like it, it is just herd mentality. Well, Sarah, I have some crazy shit to tell you that I learned about Chanel bags and how they appreciate and value because Chanel has this tradition or has this business model to that. They raise the price of a Chanel bag 
three times a year. So you could buy one in 1996 and then it'll be like literally like fucking 30 times as much. It's a, it's an appreciating. And it's, but it, how interesting though, that it's like just built into it. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's just manipulation. It's because the they just say, this is actually, dude, Fendi is ugly. And people bought into it. But Louis Vuitton's Louis. ugly. Well, Chanel is beautiful. Well, Chanel actually is beautiful. <laughs> but the point is, that, like, the only reason that we all agree, like, wow, this is taste, is because we all agree. And they've said we're the most expensive. So having somebody exploit your your vulnerabilities is one true way to get manipulated but also being inside of a group who's that are all making the same decision is also a very true way to get manipulated both of these things don't necessarily speak to how fucking stupid you are they just speak to human nature it's just connection it's just uh community right that both of these things speak to our necessity to not get voted off the island because if we're alone then who's going to help us eat we're just probably going to die that's how that's what our brains think okay so when you're getting conned or you're getting manipulated dude i was in a group with somebody who was in the british special forces sarah a person who like a person who is trained Wait, what does that even mean? That means that. that oh my is- god, I wish Molly were here. Like, what the fuck are the British Special Forces? But also, was he was he telling the truth? This dude like said the British CIA. Was- no, no, I'm he talking about. He was a Navy SEAL. One worker. of those. No, dude, you're misunderstanding me. Neil wasn't. I'm saying one of the people that got their money stolen was. Oh. I'm trying. Oh to my speak- god. I'm trying to speak to the capability of con artists to shape shift. Okay, but do you think that the con artist knows what they're doing, or did they think they look? I'm I'm buying hotel rooms before I know how to pay for it, but I just I'm like someone's gonna pay. I'm gonna pay this hotel with the, somebody who paid me for a reading. Like, how is that different? You know what I mean? Well, I think that like it is apples and oranges because what you're doing is like this will be manifested. I don't think that you're like if I don't get it, I'm just gonna hold the neighbor up at gunpoint. Like the point where it starts to go awry is when the general. So, dude, you know, Anthony's ex-wife shut up and told a similar story. So this person just by nature does not have a regard for the people around him. That's the difference between manifesting and conning. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I think that like you're missing the point a little bit in terms of like the way that you're like, oh, I guess I'll just move into this hotel room and, and we'll see what happens. I mean, at the end of the day, you're not going to leave there without it being paid right and it's not going to be at the detriment of anybody you know what i mean well i first of all right it's like sort of like manifesting it's manifesting versus manifesting if you know what i mean but it's but right it's like it's like it's like it's paid for i'll take the hit if anything yeah exactly right right i think that is the difference when you start to you you can live your life as recklessly and as fantastically as you want and i certainly will but the minute that you bring other people into it, other people have to foot the fucking bill. Well, and that's what fucking fraud is, right? Like at the end of the day, what, and Molly said it really well in a few episodes ago when we were talking about Delvey, where she's like, fraud is when you're actually not exchanging goods for an, like for an agreed upon, uh, product. So like two people agree on a fee for a a service or a trade. One of them gets fucked. And one of them doesn't get the thing that they thought they paid for. And that's it's fraud. A contract. It's a breach of contract. Just like conning is a breach of contract. And tr- like we have, we have trust. So trust as a, as a, as a verb to do, to trust or trust as a noun, a thing that exists, right. Is something that exists as a 
silent contract between all humans. When I pick up a person in my lift, there is a silent agreement that I right. will not kill them and they will not kill me. We have trust built into our, and it's trust in that that person is not going to put me in danger. They trust that I'm not going to put that, and trust in the general situation, right? So when somebody, um, it, that is in itself a breach of contract, right? When somebody leads you astray like a like a fucking sheep to the slaughter they breach that silent social contract that we have and so it's it's one of those things that like what a con artist will do more than playing to your vulnerabilities is they play to the hope so why, why do i say loneliness is a selling point well it's the it's the it's the need that it's the what's it called in, in sales it's called the pain point right it's just the pain point so they're like Oh, you know, they start to speak to the, you know, and for example, Sarna specifically had gone through a series of things where firstly, she was in a relationship that was very aligned with like who she existed as in the media and the person that she was in the narrative. The guy is very thin. They're both very thin. They have similar body types. They're both very good looking, very well manicured. They're very similar individuals. They, they match. And he turns out to be somebody who's irresponsible, which is like very different from her. So that's already painful in itself because she's like, oh, wow, you know, um, this isn't what I, not only this isn't what I thought it was, but damn, you know, like I can't be associated with this shit. So this seems like a person who like takes general, as a general awareness of how she's associating to the people around her. Okay. That's how she's maintaining the, the forever fame of her restaurant. It's not easy to keep a place famous, bro. You have, you have to be the hamster in the wheel of that fame. You know, things, new restaurants open all the time. You are always in danger. You have to, you know, keep the fire, keep the fire stoked with your audience and all that shit. Okay, great. So first she loses this handsome um, person who, who seems to be the person she affected. She could have spent the rest of her life with. It would have been if it was like a storybook. Cool. Then she has this opportunity with somebody who let's just fucking like Alec Baldwin is sexy as fuck. Like there's some, I, I, I mean, I would fuck Alec Baldwin for sure. Like, I mean, maybe not now, maybe like 10 years ago, but I think that his general demeanor is sexy. I think that him on 40 rock was sexy. I love, I love fucking Alec Baldwin. So then you go into a situation where a man is giving you attention, but you're in this mindset now where you're like, no, I'm going to do it different now. I just got out of this painful relationship with this, with this other thing. I'm going to do it different. I'm going to be discerning. I'm going to be smart. I'm going to be this, but the guy's like, Hey, I don't got all day lady. You know what I mean? Like the guy's like, I don't actually get all day to wait. <laughs> love that you're playing hard to get, but like, I like you. Do you like me? Right. Uh-huh. She misses her chance. All right. Eventually she's starting to realize, ah, maybe I could relax into the Baldwin thing. Boom. Ilaria showed up. You missed your chance. She missed so, her fucking chance. No, this- no. If Baldwin was hitting on me, I would be like, no, prove it. And then I'd be like, oops, I did it again. This was like her second chance at a Baldwin and boy, was it the wrong brother? Well, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So it's like, there's almost a sensation of double loss. Right. Well, that's the whole thing. She was even saying that too, where it's like for her to ever have really come clean until like the cops knocked on her Tennessee motel six highway, you know, bungalow, Mm -hmm. like, and where she broke down in tears and almost was relieved. Like for her to actually face like, and then it kept layering up. So it was more and more and more. And like, it wasn't about him or any of the people at that point. It was actually about her seeing how how low she could go. 
what happened with Neil? What happened with Neil? Okay, let's talk about this really fast. Okay, yes. so Neil was an individual that I literally picked up off of the street. I sold him a gym membership and then he gave me his number and then I ran into him on the street. And I will tell you what, we had incredible chemistry. We just thought each other was very funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at that time, I was also like socially awkward in a way where like I would talk shit to people about the wrong people. I just was like not cool. He was socially awkward. I was socially awkward. At the end of the day, I concluded that we were just like two mentally ill people because <laughs> I put him, I put him through some. Cr- I mean, uh, we right. look the things that I <laughs> exposed Neil to are equally as deranged as what he did <laughs> to the rest of us. They are, and that's the bottom line. That might be true, actually. That might be true, actually. Yeah. That's one of the things that I think that is like, you know, it's just a different iteration of, in Neil's case, I think he just bit off more than he could chew and then it got too big and he just bitched out. I didn't realize he had stolen all my credit cards and also was going to clean me out. He had a quote from a mover for all the stuff in my apartment to go to his mother's house. No. But I got it. Dude, this story is actually so fucking juicy, bro. Yeah, dude. And the way that I got him kicked out of my apartment is so insane. Like, dude, oh my God. Let me just give you the the brief version. I met him and then we moved, he moved into my apartment very quickly. And then I was work, I had an office at WeWork where I was doing coaching and he would come to my office and that's where he met Charlie Perrette. And somehow him and Charlie started talking about Bitcoin and he somehow convinced everyone that he could trade Bitcoin at like one of the highest rates ever. I mean, people were like excited about this. And bro, if you think about it, Sino at the time, because I actually do remember that and like, wow, looking back, how fucking ahead was he? I know, bro. Like we that like that. What year was that? Like twenty twelve. One Bitcoin was like four hundred twenty dollars, and I still yep. thought it was so expensive. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, dude? So <laughs> wild, right? So you weren't like way off. He actually was like onto something, dude. He was hot. What can I tell you? Mm-hmm. He's a thing. And there were a lot of crazy men at the time in our coaching industry that I think were more similar to this Anthony Strangest type. And so for Neil to be a cut above the Strangest type is, it says a lot. So he was less of a con artist and more of a... A con artist is a person who has collected heists, okay? They're very talented in it. They're very well versed in conning. They know what to do. They know how to do it. They And they span the gamut. They, they're pickpockets and they could also, you know, break into the fucking central bank. You know what I mean? Well, like, and I do think shit. in this case, Anthony Strange just is a con artist by trade. His father's a Boston cop. That's like what he fucking taught. Was right. So like he's and not- he bought it and he yeah. was good at his job as a con artist. Right. So he's like, He's and he and he got her. He he enrolled her. Talk about accomplishment coaching. He enrolled her in the con. Yeah, right. He got her to to be part of it. I mean, so in my case, though, I still it's still a con because at the end of the day, a person misled that we were misled, right. right? So like, because here's the difference: at the the moment Neil started to lose the money, if that's even what happened. Because otherwise, then we just got robbed. If he sent it to his mother or he put it somewhere else, then he just robbed everybody. If he was just losing it, which is what he said he did, <clears throat> which was to like, so there's a couple of things. Everybody signed contracts. So if he was just losing the money, I'm not sure why he had to book it. Mm-hmm. Because there's a part in the contract that says, I'm going to do my best to not lose your money, but I'm gambling. Well, I was, I mean, I grew up with, my father's a trader. That's so like, I totally fucking get it. Well, that's the thing. It's like, 
I, it is interesting thinking about it looking back because also we were so young. It's like, it's possible that he was just like super fucking embarrassed. I think that what happened was he fell in love with me because at the end yes. of when he was escaping, I was the only phone number. I was the only phone call he would answer. And then at the very end, when I called him for the incident, he he had not been answering any phone calls. And for some reason, I mean, I don't know why God thing. I don't know why things turn out the way they do, but the synchronicity as it should happen was that for that one call, he did pick up. And wow. I'm sure he regretted it. We'll just say she tortured him at the very end. We're glad We're glad he picked up. Anyway, but so the, but bottom, the bottom line is you did feel misled by the end of it, where you were like, I don't even know like what is going on. Bro, I was getting information from Charlie. Like, he's stealing money. He was telling me, Charlie, he covered his tracks. That's the thing about Neil. This is why it is a con, because he covered his tracks. And that is part of, of con right? That's part of it. And so all you really have to do is so whereas maybe my I had a really profound need for connection, I needed a partner, I needed somebody to protect me, I was scared, I broke up with Joaquin, he was the only thing that was like anchoring me to DC. Then right where that was my need. Other people had a need for profit. That was their need. They weren't connecting. They wanted money. And the stuff that he was saying was enticing. And he had people backing him up who were fucking, um, what's it called? They had, they were, um, believable. Mm-hmm. Incredible people. Well, and that's also where we're talking about fraud and herd mentality because, like, even, like, the Elizabeth Holmes case where it's, like, the reason that actually even though there were multiple people whistleblowing, being like, hey, there's actually no machine. There's actually no one prick blood machine. But it was like, but, but, you know, sure. You know, Schultz is on the board. You know, what's his fucking name? The fucking Chancellor of England or whatever. Yeah. Chamberlain's on the board, right? It's like, oh, oh, the the president of Stanford's on the board. And she was a dropout, right? It's like, oh, actually, just like enough people in agreement about something gives everybody permission to go, oh, I'm not even going to do the homework because they did it. I trust them. And. Yeah, yeah. And right. so it's like Thank really just getting exactly. that one. And that's why Sarma was such a good hit for him because she was so established. What's so funny that in the, in the commentary, like the ex-wife is like, when I found out he was with Sarma, I was like, wow. He, Cause she's like a Tampa, you know, Trampa, you know, she's like a Tampa gal. Cute. Like her. Trampa. But, but like, you know, when she was like, oh, it's Sarma with like Alec Baldwin and these high, she's like, wow, he really upgraded. Like good for him because this was his work and he did definitely. Uh, up level. <laughs> Dude, so that's really interesting because I think that, like, it speaks to the div. So that's a con artist because what that person has done is taken the data points he collected in his first, like, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Right, right. He iterated. He iterated. Right. No, he integrated. And yeah, 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 yeah. Iterated. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. So that's a person. Who- right. It was a first draft. It was a draft. But bro, not just yeah, that. The like, first wife was, was the beta test con. But it was an attempt to get something that he wanted. And then when Ooh. he didn't, he just pivoted and continued to plow through in a way that created victims. Well, or he got what he could out of her. And From then forward, yeah. left. Right. It wasn't because I don't think he didn't get what he wanted. I think it was just like, oh, the con was over. He now had a baby to be responsible for, a woman he wasn't in love with, no fucking money. She, you know, he had tapped out 
all of her resources. She saw too much. There was like a few interactions that were depicted between Anthony and his father over the course of um, the docuseries. And it's like the father was psychotic and violent. They'd be like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to stab you. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Anyway, back to poker. Like there was like a. Oh, his father. Anthony. It's like, it's like when I think she saw too much Then he's like, hey, let's kill the baby. And she was like, no. And then he was like, I got to get out of here. When my wife knows I want to kill the baby, I am actually not safe. Right. So I think that like he shared too much. And and then was like, okay, I got to have more protections. I got to have other people that are emailing with her. I, I can't be the like. I need to look like I'm, he, he, he like, he just like matured the character a bit and went to New York City to, you know, that's where you take it after a bunch of successful regional open mics. You take it to the big city to see if you can make it. And he did. And he did. And they both ended up in fucking Rikers. Making it. Making it. <laughs> okay. Wow, so dude, all the fucking lately, lately Rikers is hot on the press, bro. If it was fucking Anna Delvey. Oh, no, I know, I know, no. Fuckers. No, Rikers is... Rikers is having a moment, bitch. That's so Rikers is having a moment. I think that cult mentality and um, the invasion of persuasion. How's that? Oh, oh that is fucking much, bitch. Isn't that so good? You are so fucking good. That's going to be like, that, that'll be Psycho Sunday. Oh, no, dude, we got to psych. When are we going to psycho next? The people are so mad at us, Desi. I know, but listen, guys. Part of accepting me as your resident psycho is accepting all of the odds, odds and bits that come with my life. And it's not always the linear. Well, let's just take a quick glance at their charts. Let's first guess. I don't have her rising, but what do you think her sun and her moon are? Okay, so this is interesting because I don't get like a shitty vibe from her. But the... But the pigtails. Okay, so hold on a second. Before you even say pigtails... The not the, the I said there's this massive energy of like child, like juvenile, young, but not from the pigtails, just from the um the way it's like okay naivete. Guess we're doing this now. Guess we're doing this now. Right, 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 right. She's she's yeah. so pulled by the current. But and I bet and let me tell you something. I bet you when she called and asked for money, it was like, hi, darling. And, Da, la, 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 la. But it's nice. She's nice. She's nice. That's really nice. No, no, they called her Sar Mama. That's what I'm telling you, dude. They loved her. So there's this general. Okay. Is she? <laughs> oh, her, her, her. Is she not look it up? Are you looking... No. Wait. Are you okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. She's a Libra sun and an Aquarius moon. Wow. Okay. And wait. Why do you say that? Because she's put together on the outside, but on the inside, she's like this sort of like floaty, thoughtless, rootless, floaty fucking little boink, boink, like this little thing. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I just imagine her floating through a jar and hitting the, the edges like boink, boink. Oh my yeah. God, like when you trap like a like a moth or something. And when they- you trap, no. In this case, a firefly. <laughs> she's a firefly in a jar. That's she's what Sarah firefly. is. She's a fucking firefly. Okay, so I'm really fucking impressed with you, dude. So she is not a Libra sun, but she is a Libra moon. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. And what you said actually in the description is perfect, which is that she's like perfect on the outside, but on the inside it's sort of like flirty. I think what you said was flirty, floydy, bing bong, bing bong. Sorry, do we go viral (laughs) if I say that in something? Are we viral? I don't even know what that is. Okay. So she is a Virgo sun. 
Oh, I hate Bruh, it. moon. So Virgo sun, she is like looking By the way, let me tell you something. I can never tell or guess if somebody's a homosexual and I can never tell or guess somebody's signs. I just can't. Well, first of all, <laughs> I swear to God. first of all, I think that sexuality is fluid and the zodiac in many ways is, is as we discussed last psycho sunday is also very sort of fluid. fluid very fluid yeah. life is fluid the psycho sunday schedule is psycho sunday sometimes on sundays fluid okay so we are the future but <laughs> but i think that uh you're right that virgos are gay but but more than that more than that i think that no i'm kidding i'm kidding we're all everyone's gay but i think that that Virgo suns sometimes can be hard to spot only because in the sort of a similar vein as Scorpios in a way that whatever they put their mind to, they can emulate to perfection. So when she was like, okay, um, I'm going to do cooking. And then she's like, okay, vegan is a thing. I feel better, healthier, Virgo health, you know. And it's also interesting because her son is conjunct her Mars conjunct her palace athena the strategist conjunct her mercury the thinker the communicator so she really when she realized that not only was she more comfortable living a vegan lifestyle and leon is actually the the, the true love of her life her homeless friend in the doc said that that she's like oh not only am i onto something i'm healthy when i am participating in this lifestyle it feels good and it's also going to change the fucking paradigm which it did the thing is every even in that culty podcast when she discusses that woman doesn't tear up when she talks about her own nixium abuse she doesn't tear up when she talks about how much money she's down for she's out for six million now she tears up when she's like oh miss i've missed your restaurant right like this woman created an unbelief and it was way before the like whole vegan boom she was on astrology you know what i mean it's like she's like fuck your memes and fuck your vegan pop-up i'm that bitch okay that's my own shit but like okay so so essentially quote unquote good about her absolutely but then we have her moon oh this is so interesting her moon in libra now what you said libras just want to get along and so they'll kind of sometimes just like say whatever to get along they want desperately to, like, be the glue in relationship. They just want harmony. They just want everyone to be happy. They don't have super strong opinions as long as the... So she actually was a very good manager of a lot of people because she was like, hey, I'm actually listening to you. Hey, I'm with you. But actually, when she lost her partner with Matthew, she felt that she didn't have that Libra balance she needed. So then she was kind of just like, I'm just a star now, but at night I cry, I cry. And it was like, oh, I'm so cold, I'm wondering why. Got out of bed at all. Right? She's a fucking Eminem song all of a sudden. She's fucking humping her dog. Uh, no, it you know? reminds me of Britney Spears and I cry, cry, cry <laughs> in my lonely night thinking if there's something missing right. in my life or whatever the fuck, right? Right, no, it's like she's holding <laughs> right no that's actually the song i meant right 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 it's like it's like uh, right she's she, she's so vegan yeah right you star if there's nothing meat suit in my life that's a fucking thing too aside from her getting busted from Domino's, this guy kept referring to his fat body because he was an alien he, he also everyone's an alien we're in space on earth we're all being aliens we're on a planet bros but he's like uh this is just my meat suit it's just a test. And, it's, and he kept calling it the meat suit. And Ugh, it's so disgusting. bigger as the test guy. But I just love that it's like, she's a vegan. She does it with your meat suit. But you she know, does. But she does. But that's why it's like, you want a balanced diet. You, if you cut out meat, you're going to end up with a meat suit. 
<laughs> you know, it's almost like he's trying to taunt her, taunt her in a little way. There's- well, right. I mean, how sick to be like, we're getting dominoes and I'm meat. Now, close your eyes and suck my fucking dick. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to the drama. Uh-huh. Right off the screen. Okay, so the other thing that's interesting is that she has her Juno, the the asteroid of marriage, and Uranus, the asteroid of like, whoop, like something happens, everything different, both conjunct her moon. So this is sort of her karma. Like, this is a past life storyline playing out. She has her Saturn in Gemini, so her karma from a past life, the lesson that she needs to learn is actually like who to partner with and how to actually be in community authentically. Like this, she's learning to be in community and so she had to fuck it up in order to now even even deepen that lesson. She's also having a Chiron return. Her natal Chiron, her wound is in Aries, her sense of self. And that's where Chiron is in the sky right now. So for this to be coming out right now, it actually makes sense to me. Why is it beautiful that we're talking to her here now? Because it's right before the Aries new moon and her Venus, her 40 days and 40 nights in the desert Venus is in Aries. So she's actually having a rebirth of her divine feminine by, uh, I think, acknowledging where she lost her sense of self in Saturn and Gemini relationship and you know, if she chooses to continue, I would bet you that if she chose to have a career, maybe she couldn't get investors, but she's actually in the same way that Delvi sold to show. And it's like, you know what? At the end of the day right now, when we're talking about business, we are talking about followers and we are talking about just the power of persuasion and the power of moving the herd and the herd mentality. So sure, maybe an investor doesn't necessarily want to give her all the money, but actually she has the ability to create, if she if she does this right, her North Node is in Capricorn, I think that she actually could create new structures of sort of just business and money and work with the emotional piece of, and, and I think she can do this documentary and she can work with it because there's really not that much water in her chart. So she's actually not that emotional. She's very heady and doesn't have a really strong sense of self. So I think if she does this right, she could help us actually establish like, I think she could lead this conversation and she could help us establish new ways of being functionally successful without being super vulnerable because you just want everyone to be happy here. You just want to make nice. Like this lesson is going to serve her well in her future career. Should she choose to uh, keep walking through hell with the egg on her face? No pun intended. No, it, with the, with the vegan egg white on her face. Right, right. <laughs> The vegan goo. The vegan egg. goo. The, the, toe, the toe egg. Yeah. The toe egg. Now, real quick, let's do strangest. What do you think about this strangest character? Jesus Christ. Sun I mean, and moon. Like, it's so goofy that, like, that's his name first. I know. Can you believe? And then that he chose, Mario like. moon. Well, can you believe, side note, that he chose Shane Fox? <laughs> yeah, I can, for hey, sure. Lol. Okay, so Anthony Strangest. How strange is his name? So you think Scorpio moon and what else? Virgo sun. Very interesting. Very interesting. And why do you think that? Well, diligent like a Virgo, psycho like a Scorpio. (laughs) Right? Indeed. Indeed. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a Scorpio rising. We don't have rising signs, so I don't know. But actually, I would, that's a very strong guess, and that's a good call, Scorpio. But, 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 and, and LOL, his son is at almost the very last degree of Sagittarius. Yeah, that makes sense. 
So he's like, oh, bullshit. <laughs> but it seems like the fucking truth, right? And he seems like the professor and he's saying the craziest shit, but because of his passion and his charisma, you fucking believe him. His Mercury is there too and his... He has his sun, his Mercury, and his Neptune all conjunct at the late degrees of Sagittarius. So he is literally just like talking out his ass and sounding like the fucking professor, right? And then he has his moon in Gemini, the other the other psycho moon, my mother included, because he can just like flip into yeah, characters. He sees everybody's point of view. He uses everybody's point of view against him, and he's working the community for all of their fucking resources. Damn, dude. And what's interesting, too, is, like, her Saturn is on his moon. So, like, this is a lesson from a past life that she needs to learn. His Saturn and his Jupiter are conjunct on her moon. So this is karmic shit, bitch. Sorry, I didn't know where I was going with that tune and I was like losing my breath. <laughs> but no, this is like, this is some karma playing out, karma playing. And then it's like, yeah, his Chiron is, of course, in Taurus. He has a money wound and a stability wound and LOL, a body wound. Dude, yeah. How, I mean, but I find it interesting. I think that like for somebody who understands that like uh, strategy in moves is is the way to go how he like there was like tiny well i mean it's almost like if you're trying to hold on to sand like little grains will slip through your fingers you Mm -hmm. know so you forgot to change your caller id and stuff like that but (laughs) that's so okay so like when you say con artist i feel like i think of somebody he's a con amateur right yeah yes he's a con noob he's a con in train right he's sort of in graduate school with sarma we look forward to seeing what you do it's a second year in conning (laughs) it's second year con you bro wait dude dude con you con you make you fucking merch no wait that's actually so fucking funny and also it's funny too because one of the notes that i took while we were talking earlier is i was like oh we have to remind people that when we talk about psycho sunday and like develop us as characters is that like desi the reason that that she's ph desi is because she in a funny fast move was like you know what i'm done being the crazy one i'm gonna study this shit and get a phd and and she like pretended to be at school for psychology but would only do the first three weeks of every class and we would go in deep in that first three weeks but then eventually we all talked her out of it we said it's not a con artist but school's a con get out of there get the fuck out of there let's just do lives we all talked her out of it that's funny we (laughs) did go on live and do my homework once and it was just like a roast it was so professor i do not think that people understand the actual artistry in that app. It's one of the funniest things that I've ever participated in. We have to put like captions up so people actually understand what's going on. Like on some, like maybe there's no context, but that's one of the funniest fucking things. I, I, I rewatch that when I'm in a bad mood. It's so fucking funny. Really? I have to go back. So it makes me laugh. Go watch it later. It is so funny because you realize halfway through that you haven't watched the video. So we're like attacking <laughs> the professor's questions like were made. But then after we realized that, that you, that you didn't watch you're the homework, we kept going with the homework. And then you were at the end, you're like, yeah, my answers, 
my answers are always like this. Like the professor's always like Desi, like your answers are so nuanced or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. There's like, so much nuance. I'm like, she yeah. just more nuance. She just no, did- no, no. That was always my answer. I was like, there's so much nuance in life. I would always just say like, right, I don't, right, I don't right. Oh, that's what it was. Right, my right. Answers were always like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Right, but, just- right, right. The questions were about the video, and you were always like, how could you ask this question? There's too much nuance. Then, without even knowing that, when you asked me the questions, my answer, I was like, right, that the answer's love. every single fucking time it was so funny when i found out there was just a video and they were just like literally trying to just find out if you watch the video like what happened in chapter five it's actually too deep to even go go there how dare you ask such a nuanced question it's so funny when you take it out of context it just seems like these super existential it's really just like a quiz about a video they're literally just checking to see if you did the reading and we were like nope didn't do the reading but we'd love to pontificate all right that's so funny Oh my god, yes. Okay, so everybody come to Psycho Sunday every all Sunday. Right, we'll do it all. Yeah, okay, perfect. On okay. the next Psycho on, Sunday. On the next Psycho Sunday, you gotta come. Right now, we're gonna figure out a new platform. We're gonna build an app, but we are building an app. But follow the Moon Rule on Instagram and just turn on the notifications to know when we go live. I'll tell you it's a psycho. We're, we go with the moon cycle, but we try to do it on Sundays, and if not Sundays, a lot of the time otherwise. And get Space Trash merch, you fucking idiots. 30 days of Psycho. <laughs> what do you think? What do you want to 30 days of psycho on the first day of psycho. No, the don't, psycho yeah, but don't fucking me. say that to me and then bail on day 16. You know I'm in. I live for Psycho Sunday, dude. I, I want to do 30 days of psycho. You heard it here, everybody. Starting on the Aries new moon, I think we're doing 30 days of psycho. Oh, and the last thing I want to do, Desi, do you have, well, I guess it's bedtime, right? We can't keep going. Do what? I just wanted you to maybe do ASM. Like, you know, we sing the reviews. I was thinking you could read your own review, but ASMR song. Okay, where is it? Did you find it? Well, I couldn't find it. That's why I asked you. Well, do you know any Les Mis songs? Just keep going down. The last one we did. Here, do you want me to send you the next one? But I was trying to find yours. Oh, man. I'll send you one. I'm going to text you. Do you know any songs from Les Mis? No, bro. I've never even seen Les Mis. That's fucking insane. Why? Who gives a fuck? You, that's Yo, like, don't that's go like there. Fucking Montclair. Don't fucking go. No, no, no. Like Molly, no, Molly's as passionate. No, Molly's as passionate. One of the longest running shows. That's what I'm saying. That's some shit that, like, you and Molly would watch, bitch. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. But I'm trying to find your review. You sent a bunch of reviews, but hold on. Okay, here's How the my. Let's see. Space. Trash. Okay, so I'm just going to send you the next one on the list, okay? I don't even know how to access the reviews. I'll, sh- I'll show you. We'll make a video on, on Psycho Sunday. Hold on. Yeah, if somebody wanted to read the reviews of your... Okay, book. so why don't you read this ASMR? You have to read the whole thing and just do it like as sexy as you can. Okay, ready? You need to say who it's from, how many stars, what the date is, all that. Okay. Ready? Again, so you can get that good audio. Okay, I'm gonna send you one. I thought that was really good. Kate, do you want to do one more? No, I didn't even read it. I didn't read it. Oh, shit. You interrupted me. All right, I'll do it again. Shut up. <laughs> All right, I'll do it again. Is that better? It's, 
sound again with your tingle when you sound like you're tapping the mic. Okay, okay, ready? Okay, ready. It's podcast number 13, 2021. Jesse, 2520. Stars. between these two hosts keeps me listening period I love it I'm crying I loved it wow you guys if that doesn't make you want to leave a review we could have Desi. if that doesn't make you want to leave your wife I don't know what will dude boom con artist <laughs> you know what's really funny too I went to Boston University and my my Boston University email address was S-A-R-M-O at B-U dot E-D-U. Uh-huh, uh-huh. M-O. A-S-A-R. I'm Sormo. I'm Sormo. Sormo. Oh, my God, bro. That's so funny. Okay, I love you so much. Desi, if people want to follow you, where can they follow you? Where can they find you? What do you do? What is your intro to yourself? Listen, I'm going to keep you guys on your motherfucking toes, as I always do. Sometimes it's Desi Handle. Sometimes it's Desiderium. Sometimes it's Seco Mechanica. Just go on Instagram and put in Desiree Handle, and it will. I will arise in whatever form I exist at the moment. Yep. That's the best we can say. pretty much it. Shapeshifter out. <laughs> Shapeshifter. You fucking con artist is a bitch. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.